Piercing and sucking. True for both bedbugs and caustic soda. I'm Kevin Leeson. This full-body latex cat suit is for your protection. Trust me, I'm Joe Fulgham. Traumatic extravaginal insemination. Oh no. I'm Andrew Scott. Cyanide. One way or the other, my bedbug problem is solved. I'm Torn Atkinson, and this is Caustic Soda. It's the Caustic Soda Podcast! Yay! It's time to set the mics up. It's time for Tales of Woe. It's time to take the red pill on the Caustic Soda Show. It's time to do our research, unless your name is Joe. It's time to load the wiki on the Caustic Soda Show. To introduce our guest star, that's what I'm here to do. So it makes me very hungry to introduce to you, Andrew Scott! But now let's get things started. Why don't you get things started? It's time to get things started on the informational, aberrational, strangulational, nauseational, strapped in for the caustic soda show. Our topic today is bed bugs. Yeah. <laughs> what was that for, Kevin? I am anticipating being terribly uncomfortable throughout this entire episode. Oh, no, it's very pleasant. This will be our most pleasant episode uh, sure. of Caustic Soda. My skin is already crawling. Listen, I've done enough research to know that this episode is about armored rape machines. <laughs> <laughs> and our uh, special guest today is Andrew Scott. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Torin. Andrew, what exactly are your bed bug bona fides? <laughs> Do you have bed bugs? <clears throat> no. Hooray, yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm here relaxing. Actually, relaxedly speaking of them because of that. Have that you actually ever could be uh, a credential, no. though. That right? you should have had to have had them? No, no, not having them as a credential. Because oh, it right, means right. You've, you've successfully avoided them. Hooray. Indeed. Right, right. So you're a bed bug enthusiast, perhaps? Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm an insect enthusiast. Yeah, I've been lecturing about uh, insects at Stanley Park for about 10 years with the Ecology Society there. Sounds yeah, like yeah. a bona fide yeah. to but me. But everybody else who works there has... You know, uh, school and letters and things You're like that. You're less an entomologist and more of an entomophile. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Okay. All right. Great. I'll, uh, I will and, take that. And entomophagist as well. Oh, you're oh. an eater of bugs? Indeed. We all are. While just, we're just, sleeping. Yeah. yeah, just remember the phrase. <laughs> or biking ex- fast. Acceptable levels of insect parts. Oh, sure. <laughs> and your peanut butter. Thanks, FDA. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I got that job because I sculpt insects. Oh, okay. So I was doing an installation for them one year. Like and... an artistic installation? Yeah. Okay. There was this thing called the Rainforest Train, which was a nature-themed kids ride. And they okay. wanted, they were like, can you make a bunch of bugs to 
put in the train station. Oh. And I was like, sure, I'll make some two-foot mosquitoes and a three-foot dragonfly larva. And I was... Did they play Ozzy Osbourne while that was going up the rails on a nature train? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Timely reference, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I couldn't shut up about what I'd made, so they asked me if I could speak to people. Okay. Mm. Mm. All right. Yeah. And shove paper mache bugs in their faces. Yeah, no plastic. <laughs> oh. <All right. laughs> the bed bug that we're going to talk, there are a few species, I guess. Okay. But the one that we're most familiar with is Cymex lectularius. Cymex lectularius, yes. Okay. Cymex comes, is Latin for bed bug. Oh, or, or okay. just Or just bug. Related is Cymicius, meaning buggy, or simicine, meaning smelling of bugs. So oh, you got to have a lot of bugs to smell of bugs. Because I don't remember <laughs> bugs having a particular odor. Stink bugs? Yeah, stink bugs. It's all Ants. in the name. Yeah. <laughs> I would want to have it. It's very simicine in here, you might say. <laughs> and lectus means bed. Oh, it's so. simex lectularius. So like bed bug, bed bug. Yeah, bed bug, bed. Uh, now, bed comes from the Proto-Germanic bad jam, meaning a sleeping place dug in the ground. Oh, okay. Because that's what they did back then. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like leaves and moss or whatnot in there. You dug yourself a bed, now sleep in it. That's what they used to say. <laughs> Some mixed metaphors going on. Except except in with a Proto-Germanic accent. Yes. Bug is possibly Welsh from Bulgwol. <laughs> Or as I noted when we when I looked up how the fuck do you pronounce Welsh, the W's are actually long O's. Oh. So bogol. Okay. Bogol. Okay. Meaning threat or fear. Of course, knowing the Welsh, the B's and the G's and the L's don't sound the same either. Yeah. So it probably is not bogol, but snort. Uh, William. Snort. Well, snort. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Spelling B. Acarophobia. Oh. Acarophobia. A C C A R O P H O B I A. Close but wrong. Anyone it, else want to take a stab at it? Is it, is it, like, is it exactly yes. the way it's, it sounds like a car ophobia? That's right. No, yeah. I was off by one C. That's the fear of itching or of the insects that cause itching. Oh. Okay. And of course, entomophobia is the fear of insects. All right, tell me if this is uh, if this is correct, Andrew. All right. Bedbugs are parasitic hematophagous insects. Hematophagous insects, the blood eaters. Yeah. yeah. Of the simicid family that feed exclusively on blood. Mm-hmm. The term most commonly refers to the members of the genus Cymex, of which Cymex electularius, the common bedbug, is the best known, as it prefers to feed on human blood. The other Cymex insects feed largely on bat blood. Yes, bat oh. bugs, which we bat mentioned bugs. briefly in the like bats, bats episode, episode yeah. I believe. They become bat bugs when their parents are killed outside uh, <laughs> an alley. Only, Normally they would be murdered in cold blood. Only if they see it happen. That's right. Red blood cells are a criminal or a superstitious, cowardly lot. And uh, they are, of course, Hemiptera, the order Hemiptera, which is the true bugs. True bugs, yeah, which means okay. piercing and sucking mouth parts. They've got most bugs have six mouth parts, and mm-hmm. in the case of, of the order Hemiptera, the mouth parts come together to form a stabbing tube, mm-hmm. which they feed on vegetables or mammals or reptiles or birds or whatever. Call back to our True Bugs episode. All right, pop quiz. All right. This will be a high sticks pop quiz. I brought a jar of bed bugs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever gets the lowest score will have the jar poured into their knapsack. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, we'll start with you. How many eggs does a bed bug lay in a day? A thousand. I'm going to say 1,001. It's a different. <laughs> Damn you and your Price is Right rules. I'm going to go with 40. Oh, you're all way over. 
Oh, oh really? Each adult female produces between one and four eggs per day. What? So you it's... call yourself a bug? Uh, yeah, no kidding. I guess maybe there's just a lot of them, right? They, they call, there's like a hundred of them, so you know you you get the volume up. Maybe because in comparison, a common housefly will lay five hundred eggs over three to four days. Or are they like triples? Are they born pregnant so that they just keep popping out new bed bugs? No, I don't think so. Mm. No, they're not parthenogenic no. like aphids, which are born pregnant. Really? And, yeah. Oh, aphids. So Good triples Lord. are like aphids. Furry, giant Just aphids. cute. It's a good thing we have ladybugs to eat all the aphids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, eat, what eat tribbles? Now I want to know. Click now I need to... According to <laughs> oh. the... Uh, here comes my oh, Star there's Trek an nerdiness. Answer. There's here an answer go. to this? According to the animated series of yeah. Star Trek, oh. the Klingons, because as you know, Klingons is and it, tribbles are natural enemies. Is it the pets <laughs> that the Klingons have? It's not, the, no. it's not the Targs. Oh. It's they genetically engineered some tribble-eating creature to deal with their plagues of <laughs> tribbles. So like a tribble mongoose. Yes, basically. Exactly. <laughs> All right, moving on to reality now. <laughs> <laughs> Reality's overrated, Torn. Each bedbug egg takes 10 days to hatch and another five to six weeks for the offspring to develop into an adult. Okay. Pending humans lying around, ready to be fed on, of course. Okay. Joe, how long can a bedbug go without a meal at normal room temperature? Three days. Oh, that is so wrong. No, it's like like, it's like it's three like, months yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, they can lay dormant. That's why you need to like be very careful oh. about how you get rid of them. All right, give me the can, jar of bed bugs. You can totally try and <laughs> f them up, and then they'll just like sit around and be like, well, I'll just I'm just hibernate. In, I'm just in cryptobiotic stasis over here. Yeah, mm, <laughs> I'll see. I'll see you in like eight weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be waiting. <laughs> Scientists debate this point, but evidence suggests that at normal room temperature, about 23 degrees Celsius, bedbugs can survive two to five months without a blood meal. They, they debate this? Can't you just put some in a room and then wait until they die and go, oh, that was five months? My guess is different bedbugs will last uh, different amounts of time. But because they are cold-blooded, their metabolism will slow down in colder climates, and the insects may live up to a year oh. without feeding. Mm. Oh, nice. Thank God we don't live in a cold climate like Canada. Oh, wait a minute. Kevin, will bedbugs feed during the day? Uh, sure. Why the hell not? Although bedbugs are generally nocturnal, they're like humans. If they're hungry, they'll get up and get something to eat. Yeah. If you go away to visit a friend for a week and you come back and sit down on the couch, even though it's daytime, the bedbugs will come looking for you. Keeping a light on then, unfortunately, does not keep bedbugs at bay. Bedbugs. At bay. I had a uh, a bed bug incident. Oh, tell. It was my next door neighbor who was an elderly gentleman. He was mm-hmm. in his eighties, and he was kind of you know he had, had some hip and leg problems and had a lot of hard time moving around. Wow, and, uh, you are really building up this fake cover story. He sort of called in a bug expert uh, at one point and said, "Hey, you know what? I think I got some uh, bugs in my bedroom. Can you take a look?" And the guy went in and he said, with his naked eyes, yep. without pulling anything back, <laughs> he could see the bed bugs. He said it was a monumental infestation mm. that had like raged out of control. Those are the worst kind. So the those of us who were the neighboring suites to him, we all put up brought plastic. in. Well, we all we the guy came to each and every suite and is like, oh, I got to right. look in your place, and you know, because we can we mm. can actually lay a chemical along your baseboard that will keep them from coming into your suite. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, or well, no, they'll come into your suite, but it will actually. The chemical just makes them infertile, mm. so they will come into your suite, but they won't lay eggs and reproduce, oh, okay. and they won't go on. So he did the examination of my place, and this mm-hmm. is, and I end up clean as a whistle, except for the scabies. He uh, he actually the first place he went when he came into my apartment, he went straight to my couch, and I went, mm-hmm. 
It is a comfy called couch. couch bugs. Oh, well, yeah, that's exactly what I said. I went, uh, hold on a second. Uh, I thought they were called bed bugs for a reason. And this guy explained to me, he said, listen, we're now finding, because Vancouver has a big bed bug problem, like most, I think, metropolitan locations do. And uh, he says, we're finding that two thirds or three quarters of the time, we're finding the bed bugs in the couch rather than the bed. Because so many people have such a sedentary lifestyle in front of the TV mm-hmm. that they're spending uh. way more time in front of the television than they are in their beds. And the bed bugs just go where the bodies are at. And right? he took one look at you. Yeah, and said, "I'm not. Th- th- this guy is never in his bed." Yeah, forget the bed. We're going. You've got to the, the complete do- Alien one through seven series on DVD set up here. Yeah, <laughs> he gave the uh, he gave the couch an examination. Then he went to my office chair in front yeah. of my computer, yeah. and then he went to my bed. Priorities. And then he took a nap. That's right. It's like, uh, dude, are you done looking in there? <laughs> you're cl- dude, you're clean. So you're clean. It's the first clean bed I've seen in ages. So I'm, I'm, I'm bushed. Yeah. Uh, Joe, what is the reason that bed bugs are more prevalent in low income housing? Because poor people don't give a shit? No. Uh... Wow. I... We're going to get a letter for that. Listen. Out of... He knows because he's poor. Yeah. Are, you, are you fucking kidding me? Why? Why is it more prevalent in the in the low income housing? Uh, is it that they wash their sheets less often? I don't is, know. I'm gonna go. It, I'm gonna go with uh, you know the walls know. are thin. They're easier to for them to crawl through or something. I heard they're in the fancy houses now. Bed bugs are terribly non discriminatory. They can be found anywhere from ritzy high rises and five star hotels to homeless mm-hmm. shelters. The prevalence of the bugs in low-income housing is therefore not a result of the insect's preference, but of dense populations uh, and lack of money to pray to pay for proper elimination. Right. Got it. So it has nothing to do with dirtiness, right? Although it does have more to do with clutter mm-hmm. because yeah. they, it's hard to find. You got more cracks. You got more bed bugs. Makes sense. All right, uh, Kevin. Yes. Bed bugs do not travel on human bodies. Why? They travel in the clothes. Traveling the seams of your clothes and in Why? your bags. Why? Why? Uh, they can't hang on to your skin. Your skin's too smooth. It's like uh, there's no purchase. It's like one of those guys on the side of a skyscraper. I think people are too warm. That's true. They don't like heat. No. Oh. They therefore do not stick in hair on or, or on skin like lice or ticks and prefer not to even remain on our clothes close to our body heat. They're most likely to travel on backpacks, luggage, shoes, or other items far removed from our bodies. Oh. Oh, all right, okay. Now I'm even happier that I've got that heated mattress pad in my bed. That might keep them away. Maybe because I'm like a human furnace. Maybe that's why I didn't get my bed bugs when I had my elderly bed bug infestation. Oh, they wanted to door. feed on you, but you're just too hot. Yeah, I raise the temperature of any room by about four degrees on average. Even the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, I'm not allowed in there. The, pit, the paint starts to peel. <laughs> all right, Kevin. How many cases of bed bug transmitted disease is reported on an average year? Bedbug transmitted disease reported on an average year. None because people don't realize they got it from bedbugs? Oh, I see. That's an interesting take. Joe, do you have an alternate? <laughs> uh, are we talking about in the world, in North America, in Canada? Uh, let's say the world. What's the disease that they, that they spread? I don't know. Assassin it, bugs, it, it's that kissing disease. It, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm gonna say uh, a million. Uh, a million. There you go. All right. They don't spread diseases. Oh. They're not a disease vector. All right. So I got zero. I got it right. For the wrong reason. <laughs> That's why you got it right. <laughs> I don't care. This is like a math test where you're. Uh, they make you show your calculation. They try and give you an X because your calculation was wrong, right. faulty, or whatever. Bed bug bites can lead to anxiety, sleeplessness, and even oh. secondary infections. 
but there have been no reported cases of bed bugs transmitting disease to humans. Oh. We got monkeypox. We got chicken flu. We were known to have, uh, you know, bed bug syndrome. Well, they do harbor human pathogens. At least 27 viruses, bacteria, protozoa, and more have been found in bed bugs. Although these microbes do not reproduce or multiply within the insects. Mm. Canadian researchers announced that bed bugs isolated from three individuals in a Vancouver hospital carried methicillin resistant Staphylococcus aureus, oh, nice. aka MRSA. Mm-hmm. Still, there have been no reported cases that the bugs actually transmit human disease. So they take it in, but they don't give it out. When they when they bite or however they eat the blood, they don't inject something the way a mosquito would, which would uh, involve. They do the inject something oh. actually. Yeah, they do inject an anticoagulant okay. digestive. But enzyme. maybe it's not connected to where their yeah. body is holding on to or has any. Kind yeah, of they're not like a hypodermic needle. Or well, whatever they're they're spitting out obviously doesn't have these pathogens. Yeah. Otherwise, they would be spreading it pretty mm-hmm. easily. Uh, Joe, once you have a bed bug infestation, what is mm-hmm. the most effective extermination method? Uh, is it heat? Relying on simply on chemicals is generally not a good solution. The most effective solution are fumigation and heat treatments. Ooh, yeah. I got one. But these can cost two to three grand. Yeah, for a single family home. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is from Scientific American in 2011. So right, so relatively recent. Yeah. Kevin, how are bed bugs attracted to their hosts? Personality? <laughs> the, same, the same way that you are? Yeah, I was just uh, putting myself in the shoes of a bed bug if bed bugs wore shoes. And I was just like, you know what? I like a sense of humor. Joe? Uh, they come out into the bed. Is it movement? Is it just slight movement in the bed and they come out? I don't Andrew? Know. I'm thinking it's going to be heat. Primarily by carbon dioxide. Okay. Ah, okay. Secondarily by warmth. Carbon dioxide, that's farts, right? Yes. Okay. That's right. right. That's <laughs> methane. Ah, okay. That's mouth farts. Ah, carbon okay. dioxide. All right. That's right. Mouth farts. Uh, that's what I do when I talk. All right, Joe. How long does it take a bed bug to feed? Uh, two minutes. Mm, Kevin. I'm going to say it's just like Joe's sexual performance. Two seconds. <laughs> Andrew? I'm going to go with 40 seconds. Five to ten minutes. Oh, really? Man. For a bed bug to become completely engorged. That's closer to my sexual performance. (laughs) A little bit. Now, Andrew mentioned cryptobiotic. Does anyone remember what it means? Oh, shit. (laughs) It was just like five minutes ago. Can't remember. Crypto means weird or unknown, and biotic is is, uh, biological. Hidden life. Hidden? Okay. No, they 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 can go into cryptobiotic stasis. Oh yes, I don't know go. if they're like tardigrade level of cryptobiotic stasis. That's the water bear, in case yeah. you're not familiar mm-hmm. with the uh-huh. tardigrade. Which th- those things you can, they can fully dehydrate them, yeah. yeah, and then actually send them into outer space without a suit and bring them back and then rehydrate them. They're the only thing you can take an electron micrograph of that is not destroyed by the uh, electrons. Process. Yeah, yeah, right. Sea monkeys. <laughs> yeah, their sea monkeys also undergo cryptobiotic stasis. Their eggs do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they can last for years and years and years. Yes, cryptobiosis is a state of life entered by an organism in response to adverse environmental conditions such as desiccation, freezing, and oxygen deficiency. All metabolic procedures stop preventing reproduction, development, and repair. And they can essentially live uh, indefinitely in some organisms. Yeah. That's uh, that's the pop quiz. See, this is exactly what I was talking about. My, I am not as comfortable as I was before we started that conversation. Adult bed bugs are light brown to reddish brown, flattened, oval shaped, and have no hind wings. They grow to four to five millimeters in length and one point five 
to three millimeters wide, about the size of an apple seed. That's why they say when you like when you're looking for bed bugs in your bed, you just like pull the seams back, and you can clearly see them if they're there. Uh, newly hatched nymphs are translucent, lighter in color, and become browner as they molt and reach maturity. I don't think that they should use that cute a name to describe <laughs> a young mm, bed bug. Bed bug nymphs. Yeah, nymph. It's like oh nymph. I'm a nymphomaniac. I got bed bugs all over the place. <laughs> oh no, nymphomaniac is like, somebody's like pouring bed bugs down his pants or something. <laughs> There's a nymph right there. They That's are a good kind time. of adorable, though. Yeah. Oh, look at them. No, they are not. A bed bug of any age that has just consumed a blood meal will appear to have a bright red translucent abdomen. This color will fade to brown over the next several hours. As they... And within two days will become opaque and black as the insect digests its meal. Like most other true bugs, they emit a characteristic disagreeable odor when crushed. Does anyone have any ideas what this might smell like? A disagreeable odor. I'm going to go with coffee. It's like that stinky, citrusy, acrid, gross kind of smell. What I've read is <laughs> lemon like... Pledge. Yeah. <laughs> lemon pledge? Yeah. Uh, like uh, rotten raspberries or moldy shoes or coriander. Those yeah, are, yeah, those yeah, are yeah, three yeah, yeah. Coriander yeah. doesn't smell like moldy shoes. I hate coriander. It does to me. <laughs> oh. uh, bed bugs can survive a wide range of temperatures. Uh, and atmospheric com- uh, compositions. Below 16C, that's 61 degrees Fahrenheit, adults enter semi-hibernation, mm-hmm. and they can survive at least five days at minus 10C, but will die after 15 minutes of exposure to minus 32C, that's minus 26 Fahrenheit. So times. very cold, also or not so very good. hot, yeah. yeah. The thermal death point... Which is an awesome heavy metal band. Yeah, Yeah, because you you could shorten it to TDP. TDP. I'm going to go see TDP tonight. Those guys rock. Yeah, just like they're opening for ICP. Oh, in St. Cloud's Posse. Yeah. Yeah. What was the, the, it was OCP that was in uh, Robocop, right? Uh, OCP, yeah. (laughs) And somebody around this table probably has OCD in some way, shape, or form or another. Somebody around this table has gotten down with OPP. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know me. Is 45 degrees Celsius. That's 113 Fahrenheit. And all stages of life are killed by seven minutes of exposure to 46 or 115. There you go. So you just got to get your house up to 46 degrees Celsius? They do it, man. They they tent your house and they, they just crank it. They, crank it. They heat up your house. They'll do your entire freaking house. How do they even do that? That blows my mind. No, they, no they gotta pull bugs. out everything that would be a damage by it. Secure your marshmallows, friends. <laughs> Seal it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess no bed bugs in Phoenix, Arizona. Then could we? How hot do? T- how hot does a sauna get? Like, could you be inside while they're doing that? Just like lying there in your underwear with your feet in the kiddie pool inside. I have been in a sauna that was seventy-two degrees Celsius. Really? Yeah. Wow. Jesus okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you had to put like a towel over your face because if you breathed it in the you air, it would like, your scorch your throat and lungs. Jeez. Yeah. Nice. So let's talk about the feeding habits. Okay. All right. This is not going to make me more this comfortable. Is the, this, with this is the bad part. A bed bug uh, pierces the skin of its host with what is called a stylet fascicle. Fascicle? Fascicle? Where is it saying? F-A-S-C-I-C-L. Fascicle. Yeah, it's totally fascicle. Rostrum. 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 Or beak. The mandibular stylet tips have small teeth, and through alternately moving these stylets back and forth, the insect cuts a path through tissue for the maxillary bundle, 
So it's it's like one of those uh, Tur- um, turkey cutters, yeah, electric <laughs> electric uh, turkey carvers. Uh, to reach an appropriately sized blood vessel, pierce the skin of their host with two hollow feeding tubes shaped like tongues. Mm-hmm. With one tube, it injects its saliva, which tubes. contains anticoagulants and anesthetics. Uh, and with the other tube, it uh, sucks the blood of its host. All right. Pressure from the blood vessel fills the insect uh, with blood in three to five minutes. Uh, the neck and jawline are particularly favored places to feed. Neck and jawline, that's too close to my face. <laughs> now, not everyone reacts to bites. You could be bitten in the night and not realize it. Yeah, like so some people get all kind of bumpy and red and some people do not. Yeah, you could have a oh. bed bug infestation and not even know it in theory. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I had friends and the dude never reacted at all and his wife was just riddled scratching and mm. broken blood vessels and infection and and, and discomfort and, and horror right <laughs> so is it the, is, the it, horror. is it the like anesthetic anticoagulant that we react to like like mosquitoes like yes. mosquitoes it's not the bite that gives us the bump no it's it's, the... it's it's these enzymes that are essentially little protein destroying chemicals they're like a little machine that never stops working until the protein's denatured so right. um, denatured does that mean it take your clothes off <laughs> no, that's, that's renatured. That's yeah. renatured. <laughs> oh, okay. um, denatured is when Torn goes camping. Denatured protein is like cooked protein, like a steak. Oh, okay. okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so um, you can denature protein with uh, heat, or you can denature your protein chemically. Right, so you could use ginger or baking soda. Okay. And uh, you can, if you have a cigarette lighter, you can warm up the the metal part of the lighter and then hold it onto your skin for as long as you can and that'll stop the itching of any insect bite i'll stop the itching but increase the burning <laughs> well, the burning doesn't last as long as the itching <laughs> oh, there you wow. go wow lesser of two evils a little tip for you burning over itching in your day. <laughs> i'm not as sure i agree with you <laughs> well how hot are we talking how hot do i have to make this thing that i've heated up and put on the itch not hot enough to burn yourself. Okay. Ideally, you don't want to leave a mark. That's a pretty fine line. You're dancing there, my man. Hey, I'm a pro. <laughs> a bed bug can drink three times its weight in a single meal, just like me. <laughs> in all, the insect may have spent less than 20 minutes in physical contact with its host and will not attempt to feed again until it has either completed a molt or if an adult has thoroughly digested the meal. Under typically warm conditions, they will try to feed at five to ten day intervals. And in some bad infestations, a person can receive 500 bites per night. Ugh. I'm finally at the point where I can discuss bed bugs without reflexively scratching myself. <laughs> it's, it's taken about uh, five years right. of talking about them regularly. Even a month or two ago, my buddy was like, "Oh yeah, our neighbors upstairs, the bed bugs, and they were doing the oh, they, yeah. they were doing the chemical wall around the yeah. around the apartment and all of that stuff." And like any time he would mention it, I would just reflexively start <laughs> scratching. What is that? Yeah. What is that? What is that thing that happens to you if you uh, think there's a bug on you and it's and there's not a bug on you? What's that? Isn't there a psychological condition oh, yeah. where you? No hallucinate insects i know that if you've got if you if you're a um intravenous cocaine injection user that you can get this condition called coke bugs where you feel like things are crawling under your skin that's what i'm talking about yeah but not i mean it's not just coke bugs all of the heroin bugs too all right? bugs. yeah they uh we talked about this in our cocaine episode i believe mm, maybe 
Oh, but some good news. DNA from human blood meals from bedbugs can be recovered for up to 90 days, which may allow them to be used for forensic purposes for identifying on whom the bedbugs have been feeding. So maybe in the okay. future, bedbugs will be an outstanding security device. What, to what end do they use that DNA? Like I don't think oh, I don't know if they're using it at all yet. That somebody was sleeping in your bed? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. It's like a little yeah. Red Riding Hood thing. You know, the three bears are in there. Somebody's been sleeping in my bed. Get the DNA from that bedbug. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it could <laughs> be a could, different fairy tale entirely. Could, could be your mistress, you know. And they're like, this is not your blood in this bed bug, and we're going to match it up to this woman that I think is your mistress. Oh, there you go. All right. So a private detective. Oh, it's going to be the yeah. you know the spinoff for that Cheaters reality show. Cheaters caught by bed bugs. <laughs> no, Cheaters bed bug edition. I see a new cop show. I see a finder, finder of lost bugs. Bed or... bugs, bed bugs. What you going to do? What you going to do when they come for no, no. you? Bed bugs, bed bugs. CSI Hemoptera. Oh, hemiptera. Uh, uh-huh. mm. All right, Andrew, tell us about uh, the reproduction, reproductive cycle of uh, of our good friend. Yeah, it's probably one of the worst modes of copulation in the animal kingdom. Yeah, this don't knock it until you try it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Who says we haven't, Torn? So you're not recommending the uh, that with the 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 next you know sex sen- sex sensation amongst human beings is bed bug style. Bed bug style is called traumatic extravaginal insemination. So uh, if you were going to do that to somebody, you'd essentially be avoiding the birth canal, the vagina, avoiding the sexual organs entirely, and simply stabbing your phallus into holes into the person's abdomen and injecting... In our case, we'd have to have some kind of custom-made penis dagger. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we do have like... We do have an adaptation on our penises that removes ejaculate from a vagina if someone's been there first. Uh-huh. So if you're if you're second on the scene, there's like a, a flange on the head of your penis that's meant to to extract scoop out the, yeah. the previous yeah. donor's uh, ejaculate ejaculate. Okay, and uh, or spooge as we call it in so, Canada. Yeah, yeah, or spooge. Yeah. So <laughs> so um, this adaptation is a sort of way more extreme version of that well, yeah like why why do you need to stab it into her abdomen instead of like just go over the genitals do like you... what is the purpose of this does does the female die as a result no she does not die do you know about um like duck genitals and things like this we like, talked yes. about that on yeah, our so, sex episode so you know yeah. that like many animals have like labyrinthine uh, uh, genital tracts and they um, uh, do all sorts of things to discourage uh, uh, fertilization in males so that they get the the best so um, in the case of the female bed bugs, they have these defenses that have, the females have built up. So there's no real point in using the, the bed bugs. Simpler to stab them in the abdomen. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so ideally, during traumatic extra, extra vaginal insemination, you're stabbing somebody through their abdomen. And hopefully, you're getting close to the urethra <laughs> inside the body. And uh, hopefully, you're piercing that canal as well. Because the abdomen is better than this, like, you know, the concrete hymen that it's got. Yeah, yeah, basically, basically, yeah. Well, it's their own fault, then. Bed bugs aren't the only things that traumatically inseminate. Kevin, did you just say they were asking for it? 
I've, it certainly <laughs> sounds like the bed I, bug is dude, asking for it. I don't care how much labyrinth and vagina they have. They are not asking for traumatic insemination. Well, oh, this is well, this is just awful. I'm surprised no one's made a movie about this yet. I'm surprised that um, <laughs> if you can stomach the idea, Kevin, that could be your next film. <laughs> stomach there, the idea. Oh, oh, nice. There is that deleted scene in A Bug's Life, but they felt that it really was going to push it over the edge in the ratings. You know, oh, at first, when you started talking about traumatic extravaginal insemination, I thought it was going to be like a bed bug bukkake, right? No, and no. Instead, and the traumatic <laughs> yeah. and the traumatic part was going to be like emotional, like, right? Ah. Yeah, it's like extravaginal. <laughs> it's like just all outside the vag. It's just you know oh, the, yeah. the, the the sperm is just trying to crawl inside. But this took a turn that I was not anticipating. Indeed, indeed. In the case of Architeuthis, the giant squid, mm -hmm. they have this elongate sort of hydraulic sort of nail gun of a penis that uh, injects spermatophores just into the the tissue anywhere right and it doesn't they they're not discriminatory they don't care about males or females or they they shoot themselves in the foot a bunch of times as well I'm sure and... it must be at least once they just got it in their eye and it was just horrible <laughs> oh, ouch. Oh, yeah it would be, it'd be terrible because a squid spermatophore is like a tiny spear it's like a yeah, yeah getting one of those in the eye would be would be pretty pretty <laughs> traumatic pretty traumatic yeah my partners are gonna have to stop complaining no kidding. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah. look at least they're not like tiny spears <laughs> Is yeah. there is there like a picture of a bed bug penis around here? Because they're horrifying. Let me get up so, my big book of insect dongs. We will obviously there we go. put a picture wow. of the bed bug penis on the website, CosmicSodaPodcast.com. Yeah. This, this one here looks more like it. That looks like something out of the movie Seven. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there is no God. Um, well, I guess, you know what or, I mean? Or if there is a god, he's a vindictive SOB that hates female bedbugs. Well, no no wonder... No hey, wonder... I hate female bedbugs. I, mean, I wouldn't wish that on them. <laughs> well, no wonder bedbugs are so hard to get rid of. If they can get through this process, they can get through anything. Indeed. They can just get stabbed in the abdomen a million times, and they're like, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was great. Yeah, they're tenacious little fuckers. Literally. You're oh, like trying... I, see what, I see what you did there. Yeah. You're trying to get them out of your life, and they're like, dude, I raped my wife through her abdomen. You think you can stop me? Mm -hmm. Come yeah, on. Yeah. What yeah. do you got? <laughs> a lot of insects are like that. Insects uh, are they're dicks. They're jerks. Huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Injected sperm travel via the blood to sperm storage structures called seminal conceptacles. Oh, my God. So the women are adapting to the strategy as well. Seminal well, if you're going to try and have babies that way, I suppose my body better adapt so that it works. <laughs> With fertilization eventually taking place in the ovaries. A seminal conceptacle sounds like, you know, like a room in a ship or something. <laughs> sounds like something gets in the nave of the, uh, of the, of the cathedral. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, it sounds Into the like seminal that. conceptacle, my son. <laughs> it's, right, it's right in the back of the rectory. <laughs> it's just above the rectory. <laughs> Male bedbugs sometimes attempt to mate with other males and pierce the ladder in the abdomen. Yeah. This wow. behavior occurs because sexual attraction in bed bugs is based primarily on size, and males will mount any freshly fed partner regardless of sex. Right. Experts are divided as to whether this is so the punctured male will produce the inseminating will produce the inseminating male's semen into a female rather than its own. Okay. Or whether the first cymex is just trying to injure a rival. But this encounter is sometimes fatal for the receiving bedbug. Isn't there a response from the males? Isn't there isn't there a scent response sometimes 
the bed bug alarm pheromone. Yes, isn't that sometimes a way for males to warn other males that they're don't bark, fuck me? They're barking up the wrong hole. <laughs> don't hump my abdomen, please. <laughs> yeah, please don't stab me. With if your there penis. was such a pheromone, I would be slathering it on myself constantly. <laughs> Should we move on to history then? All right. Yeah, let's do it. C. lectularius may have originated in the Middle East in caves inhabited by bats and humans. Ah. There's the correlation. So the whole like bat-human crossover. Mm-hmm. So they learned the blood-sucking from bats and they targeted humans, right? Sure. That's how That's how it nature works. works. Yeah. Though generally considered as much a, of a nuisance in ancient times, they were sometimes prized for their supposed medicinal properties. What? Delicious bed bugs. Well, also, Healthful. let's remember that medicinal properties used to be happen through the draining of the humors. Yes. Right, yeah. And okay. leeches and things. So what do they think bed bugs could do for you? Well, the Roman philosopher Pliny. Pliny, I believe it is. Pliny. <laughs> Pliny. <laughs> he wrote in 77 AD that bed bugs could heal snake bites. Ear infections oh. and other ailments. Wow. That, how? Sometimes you hear about. It doesn't go into how. Yeah. It, just, it just happened. Sometimes you hear about these ancient guys that get to the right uh, end result, but like from wrong conclusion. And this guy's just off the mark. That is not like, the case. Yeah, that is not the case here. In the 18th century, when a French naturalist, Guettard, recommended their use in the treatment of hysteria. I get a feeling bed bugs would make people more hysterical <laughs> than less. <laughs> Well, I think they meant the classic uh, uh, woman hysteria. Yeah, I was ah, say. yes, okay. Some believe bed bugs had been brought to London with supplies of wood to rebuild the city after the Great Fire of London. Oh. Colonial writings of the early 18th century documented severe bed bug, prob- bed bug problems in the English colonies and in Canada, but not in native villages. There is no record of a Native American word for bed bugs. Well, yeah, because I guess it, you know it sounds like it was a Western problem, so they probably didn't develop a word for it because they're not native to North America, right? They don't sleep with bats. Yeah, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. Old sailing ships were notoriously infested with bed bugs. Some so much that some ships forbade passengers and colonists from bringing bedding on board. Yeah, that would work. Some early control techniques include smoking them out with peat fires. That sounds like it might actually work. It's kind of like an early fumigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sterilizing furniture with boiling water. Oh, there's that heat thing. Yeah, you're going to get up over 45 degrees Celsius with that. Tobacco. What? Get them smoking. Oh, so another early fumigation. <laughs> no, get the bug smoking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get them hooked on tobacco and eventually they'll die of cancer. <laughs> uh, herb and seeds of cannabis. Okay. Ooh. All right. Well, maybe that's just more like symptom reduction on what? the part of the sufferer. <laughs> but it's more like, oh, shit, who cares if I'm getting bit, whatever. And masked hunter bugs. This is a natural predator and another true bug. Yeah, this is just introducing another bug into yeah, your environment. Basically, <laughs> and again, yeah. bed bugs are a superstitious and cowardly lot. Yeah, so they'll the come... masked bug will <laughs> swoop down out of the skies. Yeah, the, the, so the masked bug comes in, kills all the bed bugs, and then it gives you Chagas disease because it bites you on your lips. <laughs> yep, maybe. Uh, dusts have been used to ward off insects from grain storage for centuries, including lime, dolomite, and diatomaceous earth. Dolomite is in the black exploitation star. That's right. Yeah, he comes damn in. Right. Uh, damn right, bed bug. You gonna you gonna move on out? Honky? Dolomite is my name, and fucking up bed bugs is my game. <laughs> and then he karate chops the world, and uh, bada bing, bada boom, <laughs> bed bug problem solved. Has anyone heard of diatomaceous earth before? I know what diatomaceous earth is. Tell me, is that Fuller's earth? I don't know. You're Fuller's earth. I think it's nicknamed Fuller's earth, and it used to be used in movie making, and uh, they've got. 
uh, banned because it's super carcinogenic? Yeah, yeah, it would be super carcinogenic. Diatoms are microorganisms. They have a calcite shell. They live in the oceans. When they die, their shells break apart. Uh, sand on, on the beach is full of diatomaceous or the broken shells of diatoms. And they're essentially like in the case of the bed bugs that are going to adhere to the joints oh, okay. of their legs. And they're going to attach to that softer tissue and just carve and carve and carve. It's like forcing broken glass into your armpits and then you just bleed mm. to death. So this <laughs> they is, deserve it. This sounds <laughs> like sounds an awesome, <laughs> awesome way to get rid of bed bugs, except for the whole cancer causing part. Well, if you don't like inhale those things, you could eat them and they wouldn't give you cancer, but it's just that they are particulate matter. So particulate matter in your lungs is going to give you lung cancer. Initiate an immune response yeah. that mm. could be cancer. Yeah. Basket work panels were put around beds and shaken out in the morning in Europe because they like to hide in all the cracks and everything. Right. So right. let's just give them something to hide in and then we'll get Throw rid of that. Right. Okay. I can see that being you know, somewhat effective, but you're never going to get everything. Though. No, you're just no. going to like reduce your kind of you know massive infestation to a minor infestation. You're kind of inviting them to spread as well. Yeah. What do you you burn the rest of the baskets? What yeah. You no, you, you just shake you, it out. Yeah, you spread it to other right. to other. You people. go next door. Yeah. <laughs> you make it so that the basket uh, seals up and then plugs into the wall and goes up to 45 degrees Celsius for the rest of the day. Oh. oh. In the 1920s, cyanide fumigation for bed bug management resulted in numerous human deaths. <laughs> really? I'm so annoyed by being bitten at night, I'm going to die <laughs> from taking cyanide. In the 1940s, along came DDT, a pesticide used to kill typhus and malaria carriers during World War II, which proved so effective against bed bugs that their numbers dwindled. Dwindled, I say. Yay. Yeah, again, uh, unfortunate for the uh, whole uh, carcinogenic in humans thing. The EPA outlawed DDT for its health and environmental effects in 1972. Pseudoestrogenic gender bending pollutants. Cancer effects. It, I think it causes birth defects. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's the pseudoestrogens that uh, reduce the strength of eggshells and uh, cause hermaphroditism in polar bears. And, oh, no. Yeah. Polar bears. Polar bear hermaphrodites. That's your new band name. I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but I'm chambering it for later. <laughs> <laughs> the 2011 Bugs Without Borders survey found that bed bug infestations are now being found just about everywhere. The study, which surveyed U.S. pest management professionals, found that 99% of respondents encountered bed bug infestations in the past year. More than 8 out of 10 noted that bed bug infestations are increasing across the country. It's because we travel so much, right? Like, the, you know, in, in, in more than 100 years ago, mm. you know, people just kind of stayed where they, they stayed. Like, yeah. they just were sort of born and then they just died there. And so you didn't have that, you know, that cross-pollination that makes, you know, bed bugs spread possible. Yeah, I'm sure suitcases are, are a major transmission vector. Like, you, you go to a hotel room, you open up your suitcase, they get in. Then you go home, you open it up, and then they get out, and all Absolutely. of a sudden they're there, and then it just keeps spreading. 100%. And maybe now would be a good time to do a public service announcement. Uh, everybody, burn your luggage. Bed bugs travel and will hide in suitcases, boxes, and shoes to be near a food supply. Mm -hmm. In addition to the mattress and headboard, bed bugs can be found behind baseboards, electrical switch plates, picture frames, wallpaper, upholstery, and in furniture crevices. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to a hotel or a bed and breakfast... 
Mm-hmm. You should not bring your favorite pillow or blanket when you travel. Or, or if you do, make sure that between them going back in your house, you burn that them. You well, <laughs> that you you heat them up for a long time. Uh-huh. Do not put your luggage on the bed, chairs, or carpet. Put it in the tub. Oh, when you get into the hotel, throw oh, it in okay. the tub. And actually... when you have a shower, what do you? I guess you just leave it in there. Yeah. You just leave your luggage in the shower yeah. with you. Kevin, you don't have showers. Wet. Yeah. <laughs> Showers. Do not put your clothing into hotel drawers. I'm, uh, the who big does no-no. That? Who does that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just a way to like forget your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought that. I never really understand why they gave us drawers. I guess if you're place. staying there for a long time, but yeah, I've, like I, a week I've never maybe. Or... I would say longer, but yeah. I, eight days. Two, say, eight days. <laughs> Thank you, Torin. We now know. At eight, <laughs> day, at eight days, I would start to ponder. Well, I can put these into these drawers. Eight days is longer than a week. So then once you've done that, you will begin looking for black smears, which is basically the blood poop. Nice. And the shed yellowish moltings. I think I'm going to look for the blood poop. I'm not going to say look for black smears. Look for the blood poop. And people will be like, what? Oh, it's black smears. Turn your sheets, especially at night, to look for bed bugs, since they're primarily nocturnal. Right. Uh, check the headboard. Check the seams of pillowcases. See tiny black dots or red smears. That's bad news. That is bad news. So basically just be generally overly paranoid and yes. never enjoy your stay in the exactly. hotel. Exactly. Be very smear conscious. Yeah. Be smear conscious. There's got to be like a mnemonic in there somewhere. Sleep in a dry suit. If you see Smear smears. Smear your body with Vaseline to keep them from getting contact. Be paralyzed with fears. That's how it Don't goes. leave the house. <laughs> uh, check the mattresses, seam sides, and inside the grommets of the mattress. Mm. Often overlooked place. Gotta box spring. Any storage under the bed? Of course. Furniture near the bed, even on, like underneath the feet of the furniture. Sleep from a rope hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Wear only burnable paper clothing. Never sit. Basically, do not go into the hotel don't, that you've rented. Yeah. Just don't do anything. Yeah. Don't go to hotels. Sleep in the tub with your luggage. <laughs> exactly. There are bed Perfect. bugs everywhere. Just surrender. And don't take the blankets or anything from the bed into the tub with you. So just sleep on a bare porcelain tub with your luggage on top of you. To stay warm, turn the hot water That's on. That's right. Of course. <laughs> and just have a nice, gentle, warm sprinkle on you as you sleep. No, no, you have to make sure it's turned up to 46 degrees Celsius <laughs> so that you, uh, you know, any bed bug wanders into the bathroom instantly kill. If we could set up a way for my head to stay above water, I might actually enjoy that. <laughs> Here's a handy trick. Use a hot air uh, blow dryer. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, those get hot. Something that is commonly found in most hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. By pointing the hot air towards the little crevices, it will force the bed bugs out of hiding and allow identification of an infestation before it is too late. And then talk to the manager and freak the fuck out. Yes. <laughs> Why are That's there bed bugs part. in my room? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you've, booked, if you've checked into this hotel and you've got bed bugs in your room, odds are... There are bed bugs in many of the other rooms. Yeah. So it's not like, hey, I want a new room. It's I want a new hotel. Now, you could indeed seal your belongings in plastic bags, including your laptop, shoes, and camera. And your body. They do make disposable luggage protectors. Listen, man, latex is not just for fetish wear anymore. (laughs) We're talking about safety here. I think think you've you've just opened up a whole new market, Joe. Just uh, you market any fetish gear that you might be selling online as bed bug resistant. There you go. Mm -hmm. It's it's a win-win. Yeah, for the non-fetish types. You've just opened up, you've blown it wide open. When you get home, put your suitcase in a plastic bag. Do not bring it into the house. 
Mm-hmm. Keep in the garage or outside. Vacuum the suitcase with the crevice tool. Spray it with isopropyl. I got a crevice tool. Yeah, I know you do. In my pants. Yeah. Spray it with isopropyl. You know that those are like really thin to get into small cracks, right? <laughs> yeah, crevice tools are little things. Spray with isopropyl. 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 Thank you. It's rubbing alcohol, Torn. You, you probably have some in your house. Transport clothes to wash in plastic bag. Wash, dry everything on the hottest setting. If you've already got bed bugs, introduce them to the new ones. <laughs> they will, they will fight it out and perhaps destroy each other. Yeah, it's it's bed bu- it's B date bed bug date. Oh, BBD. Mm-hmm. Moving to sleep in another room may result in expanding the problem. Right, because they will follow you. And the industry wants to avoid getting rid of invest infested stuff because that's bad civics. Basically, uh, yeah. you know, replacing furniture is more expensive than treating it, for starters. Right. And if you throw out stuff, other people will claim it and spread bed bugs, which can come <laughs> back around to you. Free couch, some bed bugs. Yeah. <laughs> on the I have actually seen mattresses out in the alleyways in my neighborhood with bed bugs spray painted on them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Just, Somebody just probably took it. them anyway, thinking, well, I'll clean that out and make sure the truck that delivers your new mattress isn't used to pick up old mattresses from other customers ah. that is a good one that i hadn't thought that of. is a good public service announcement oh also <laughs> sleep tight and, and do not and do not let the bed let bugs them bite, bite. But just don't let them bite you just don't, just don't let them <laughs> if they try just say just firmly state no Bedbugs are like dogs. I'm totally imagining a Pixar-style animation of somebody sleeping in a bed, and the bedbug just kind of... Bing, 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 and the person opening their eye goes... Ah! <laughs> uh, and it turns around. Something was moaning in the corner I tried my best to see. Something was moaning in the corner I tried my best to see. Bed bug 
in the news. February 2013. Mm-hmm. And thanks, by the way, to our research uh, interns, Kelly, Amy, and Corey, specifically for this episode. Yeah, brilliant. Bedbug infestations increased threefold over the past decade. Researchers oh. who want to learn how to combat them need to know how to keep populations alive in the lab. Researchers with fairly small populations to nourish simply roll up their sleeves uh, okay. and strap a container of the insects to their forearms. So that they can, they don't, they won't die or go into hibernation. Exactly. Right. I saw that little, con- I saw that little container on on the internet. Obviously, we'll put a photo of this up on the website, causticsodapodcast.com, so you can check out this torture device that offers <laughs> all the perfect conditions for the critters to feed. Not only blood of their favorite flavor, but also of the right temperature and with a layer of skin in which to sink their sharp straw-like mouth parts. This is like how the comic book character the lizard was created. There's something <laughs> like that. Like this is on the verge. There's going to be a bed bug villain in real life here any minute now. In order to feed, they have to pierce skin and suck. This means they need specially made or adapted bed bug feeders. These range from the costly Hemotech system, which uses screened-off Petri dishes attached to self-heating blood-filled tubes, Uh to ingeniously improvised lab apparatus made from items as mundane as CDs, fish tanks, and condoms. Story of my life. Visualize that if you can. CDs, (laughs) fish fish tanks, and and condoms. condoms. I'll let yeah. your imagination my head is turning sideways and my eyes are. Sc- I can't figure it out. My, I can't visualize what the, what the combo is. It's some weird Rube Goldberg device. This is why you are not a laboratory scientist, Joe. So you put the CD in the condom. I put uh, you put the condom then, through the CD. Oh, you, you put you, oh, you, put, you put the condom. The you, you put the CD <laughs> in the CD player, and it's got Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you went in a whole different direction. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and inevitably a condom comes into play whenever Barry White's on the uh, on the noise machine. Oh, mm-hmm. baby, I'm gonna stab you straight through the abdomen. <laughs> oh giant yeah, spear-like penis. I love a little traumatic sim- insemination. <laughs> oh yeah, is it gonna be extra vaginal? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we didn't talk about this either. One thing I did note is that the the uh, the female bed bugs have actually evolutionarily adapted to the traumatic insemination by growing targets on their bellies. Oh, yeah. Nice. What? That, well, because here's... Okay, so they... they what do you mean by the, target? Uh, little marks to show the men where to stab so that they will hit the right spot. Is that oh. true? Yeah. It is true. Why don't they just grow, instead of a spot, how about they grow a vagina? <laughs> An extra <laughs> vagina, right? Yeah, how about they grow a vagina right in that spot it's instead just, of just mo- like Just a move dot. it, yeah. Yeah. What's the fun in that? <laughs> I thought we already determined that there's no fun in this whole process. But fun maybe for the males, it's fun probably. for them. No. February 2013, Manitoba. Okay. Sociologist professor Elizabeth Comack and entomologist Taz Stewart. That's a real name. Along with other experts, argue that bed bug infestations should be considered a public health threat despite bed bugs not spreading disease. Isn't it more like a public annoyance threat? Well, here we go. Although bed bugs are an annoyance and fairly harmless, the infestation of bed bugs in your household puts inhabitants at risk of depression, uh-huh. loss of appetite, uh-huh. insomnia. Oh, I that. Yeah, oh, I if I knew I had like a massive bed bug infestation, I would have a hard time eating in my own kitchen. I would probably that's probably yeah. true. I would probably be so grossed out. Social yeah. isolation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and or hypervigilance, which I didn't know was a thing. 
Yeah, Adam Carolla constantly says that he has it. Basically means that every single thing bugs you fully, right. like bothers you fully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, really? You got to do that? Oh, my God. Ah! Mm. I stubbed my toe. This is the worst day ever. Leading to other physiological and neurocognitive health effects. The hopes of including bed bugs as a public health risk is to give cities access to greater tools within the public health spectrum. You know how a building inspector has to look at a building and say it's up to code before the building is allowed for use? Oh. Or a fire inspector approves the materials and equipment in a building? Now we would have a health official inspecting buildings in use mm -hmm. and determining if practices are in place to prevent a bed bug infestation. Oh, so they're saying that you have a bed bug inspector who goes in and says, if you have too bad an infestation, we could like condemn the building or something. Or something like that. They would yeah. take measures. Charge a fine to the, the landlord or whatever. They got too many crevices in their home. Yeah, they don't uh, take care of business. Maybe, yeah. At this time, we are not considering reclassifying bed bugs as a public health hazard, a spokesman for Manitoba Health said, noting the Public Health Agency of Canada and the U.S. CDC and prevention maintain the same opinion. Right. Right, so, because it's actually not huh. a health hazard. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> January 2013. Pest extermination company Orkin has seen an almost 33% boost in bed bug business compared to 2011. It's a good time to be an exterminator, wow, no guys. Kidding. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Do bed bug exterminators take a lot of bed bugs home with them? You'd think they'd be in like, spaces that could end up in their like, shoes or shoe cuffs or whatnot. I would I'm think sure. that they wear those little booties, those little booties so that yeah. they have no oh, crevices. Yeah. These are, We're talking about pros, right? Yeah. Yeah. These are the guys that come in in the full latex suits, yeah. Yeah. like, yeah. The, like uh, the people under the stairs That's <laughs> right. or the gimp. It's the freaking Orkin <laughs> Army, man. The company released its rankings of U.S. cities in order of the number of bed bug treatments from January to December 2012. I'm going to go with New York City. Uh, where are you going to put New York City on the 1 to 50 scale? Uh, number one. Per capita or total numbers? Because, I mean, it's the biggest city, so. Yeah, but what about a warmer city? A, a, yeah. a city with a more... And, and, a, and a poorer population. Yeah, yeah. I'm... What about Los Angeles? It doesn't say specifically it's per mm. capita. So it's probably just absolute numbers. But I, I New York City's got... Because the population density, which is what, what helps spread it. I'm, I'm going with New Orleans for number one. I was even thinking even more backwater. Atlanta. Well, actually, Atlanta's pretty tech these days, isn't it? But, I mean, here's but the thing. somewhere around the I, I would go area. so far as to say like three out of the five New York boroughs could be in the top five. Brooklyn, New York, Bronx. Could all be in the top five. I do not even see New Orleans on the list. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, New, York is at, New York is New York is at number is 10. Hot. Number 10? Down from number nine from the previous year. Mm. Wow. New York is 10? Yeah. yeah. Number one is Chicago. Huh. Uh, uh -huh. Well, Chicago. Airport. Airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chicago International Airport. And Chicago, I mean, Chicago is... Similar to New York City in the population density. Where would you guys put Las Vegas? Well, like I would Nevada. think it's... Yeah, I would think it's high. <laughs> there, he would put it in Nevada. I would think it's high, but at the same time, I could also see the casinos going, whoa, whoa, holy crap, and adapting like incredibly but there, strict. But there are people coming from all over America yeah. to go there. And it's warm. I'm thinking, I'm thinking yeah, it's top three. Yeah, it's, top. yeah I, I'm going to go with top three. 46. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe wow, we're was, terrible maybe, at this. Maybe the casinos did do that. So what is the top five anyway? Uh, Chicago, number one. Detroit, number two. Mm. Los Angeles at number three. There we yeah. go. Mm -hmm. Denver. Oh. Huh. Number Weird. four. The and, mile high. And Cincinnati. 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 Number five. Dr. Johnny Fever. Down four. 
from number two from the previous year. It's wow. from, it's from good, all the visitors to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you They're go. all dirty and traveling. <laughs> dirty rockers. They show up in their VW buses. Mm-hmm. Seattle Tacoma comes in at number 13, up 14 points. Oh, wow. Whoa. 14 slots from the previous year. Oh. Up and comer. Milwaukee, home of Gen Con, comes in mm-hmm. at number 19. And okay. at number 50, Sioux City, Iowa. Just made the list. Well, lucky, lucky dogs. <laughs> Congratulations, Sioux City. Pulled in ahead of New Orleans. That's where I get my sarsaparilla from. Sioux City sarsaparilla? Yep. Is it sweet and succulent <laughs> and savory? It's simicine. It's Simicine. Sioux City sarsaparilla. <laughs> exactly. Pop culture. Uh, Andrew, you mentioned on the way you have a, um, a bed bug in your home. Yeah, a large yeah. plush one. Yeah, it's oh. fake. It's fake. Yeah, it, uh, it's the giant, giant microbes. microbes. Oh, nice. yeah. so, we love so, them. Yeah, they do some. They do some. They some do insects, insects too. Yeah, 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 some sea life as well. Okay, various parasites. They got a great write up on their tag. That was my first, my first real exposure to bed bug info. Well, right. And oh, it was the tag on the on the plush? Oh, yeah, they, those tags are great. They're mm-hmm. scientists. Yeah, it's scientastic. Giant microbes is awesome stuff. There's also the game Bed Bugs. Has anyone ever played the Bed Bugs game? I never even heard of it. It's not a game. Yeah. You open the box and like 20 bed bugs scatter, right? And it's like, what the? The game is afoot. Yeah, you look at the back of the box and it's like. It... Now, destroy us if you can. No. Let the games begin. You open the box. You turn the box over on the back. It's like created by Orkin. Exactly. To, to succeed, call Orkin and pay $500. Uh, Bedbugs, a motorized frantic catch and capture game originally released by Milton Bradley, mm-hmm, will right. drive you buggy. Yeah, this was back in the day when game merely meant thing to annoy your child for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and thing that would make the massive, the most amount of noise humanly possible while playing it. Yeah, like hungry, hungry hippos. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's very yeah. similar to hungry, hungry hippos. And then sorry with the popper thing. And that per- you, perfection. Yeah, like all these really noisy games from the seventies. This is actually back from nineteen eighty-five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, families will have a blast as they try to catch forty-eight creepy crawly bugs that are hopping, leaping, and jumping. All blast. over a shaking, quaking bed. Yeah, a blast. They're going to have a blast. Yeah. <laughs> Can you use your grabbing, snatching tongs to catch and capture them? Ages six and up. Yeah. And re-released in 2010 from oh, Patch th- Products. Come on. That's when they added in the traumatic extravaginal insemination <laughs> <Yeah>. option. <laughs> Makes it a whole new game. That expansion, <laughs> that expansion turns it into actually something fun because there's a lot of back and forth strategy. <laughs> That's like if during when the bed bug's all shaking... Two of the bed bugs accidentally get clamped together. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, traumatic insemination! Double <laughs> <Yay>! points! <laughs> yeah, the first person to yell it out like Yahtzee wins. <laughs> Double points, and if I'm lucky and it's a male jumping on a female and he hits the right spot, I get extra points because there'll be babies later. $14.99. There's also My Bed Bugs, the kids' TV show. <laughs> what? what? I saw the photo for that, and it looks it looks messed up. <laughs> Gooby, Toofy, and Woozy, three siblings, teach positive life lessons through storytelling and songs. The first broadcast of the series was June 2004 in Detroit. The series aired throughout the U.S. and Canada and several countries throughout the world, uh, but is now under new ownership and no longer being aired in any markets. 
<laughs> not a day too soon, probably. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen this, but uh, it sounds awful. It's uh, it's got a ten out of ten review. On, it's on not Amazon, a slick overproduced IMDb, program, <laughs> which is not at all by the person responsible for the show. Yeah, <laughs> the one comment on the, the show. Yeah, can you, can one you, review. Can you Google image this just so I can see what the fuck these things look like? They're I horrifying. Picture, I picture right here. Oh, they're like in pajamas. They're like in onesies. They don't have a stabbing proboscis or penis in these costumes. Yeah, they don't. Oh, have... there is there is a female character though, so I wonder if they have the uh, traumatic, <laughs> yeah, vaginal insemination. Come on, Kevin, this episode. is a children's show. Well, it looks like she's got a huge tear down the front of her costume uh, yeah. that has been sewn back and, up. And, and oh, no, <laughs> where do you think children come from? <laughs> Although there is, uh, has, has anyone seen Green Porno? The series of short films on animal sexual behavior with uh, Isabella Rossellini. With yeah, Isabella yeah. Rossellini. Yeah, what is it called? Green yeah. porno. Green porno. Yeah, and there's a, oh, yeah. there's a series called yes. Seduce Me. Yes. Oh, there's the bed bug episode. Right? It is so episode. awesome. Okay, should we stop this. and watch this? Yes. Yeah. These are crazy. Stop. <laughs> Chase me. <laughs> Make with me. Seduce me. <laughs> he is so strong and sharp. Doesn't need a vagina at all. Oh. He ejaculates him. I won't. Okay, so uh, if for, you, for those of you who have not seen the short <laughs> film Seduce Me, starring Isabella Rossellini, who quite artistically, you know, say. I guess that's the word, dramatizes the bed bug process and the effect on you know human hosts. There was an awful lot of smiling and positive reactions to traumatic extravaginal insemination. That's there. kind of the feel of the whole series. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. I might suggest that could be an inaccuracy. Yeah, I don't think that the female bed bugs like it. It's arty. Quite enjoyable, know? though. Oh, yeah. I, I was laughing. We were all smiling <laughs> and laughing the whole time. I was laughing and cringing Few simultaneously. I don't, uh, I don't generally laugh and cringe simultaneously all that often. So, uh, well done, Miss Rossley. <laughs> yeah, the, the entire series is excellent. But uh, So there is a specific bed bugs one. And uh, Isabella Rossellini does run around in a red unitard. Yep. A red four-armed unitard. Yes. She dances and smiles before being, you know, stabbed in the abdomen several times. My last pop culture item is from the Bible. Oh. At one point in the Acts of John, we have the story of the miracle of the bedbugs. Okay, in which they're miraculously cured of bedbugs, or in which... Oh, I get it. I know what it is. Yes. <laughs> it's bedbug immaculate conception, right? You know? Oh. <laughs> Nobody gets pierced. That's right. No or, piercing. Or maybe it's like a loaves and fishes. Yay, there were but three bed bugs, and now there are 5,000 biting <laughs> yeah. everybody. Oh, Jesus went unto the bed bugs and said, It's a miracle. Into the home of Pharaoh with you. No, that was Moses. Now, on the first day, we arrived at a deserted inn, and we were at a loss for a bed for John. There was one bedstead lying somewhere there without coverings, Whereon we spread the cloaks, which we were wearing, and we prayed him lie down upon it and rest, while the rest of us slept upon the floor. But when he lay down, he was troubled by the bugs, and as they continued to become yet more troublesome to him, when it was now about the middle of the night, in the hearing of us all he said to them, I say unto you, O bugs, behave yourselves, one and all. And leave your abode for this night, and remain quiet in one place, and keep your distance from the servants of God. 
And as we laughed and went on talking for some time, John addressed himself to sleep. But when the day was now dawning, we saw at the door of the house a great number of bugs standing. And while we wondered at the great sight of them, uh-huh. and all the brethren were roused up because of them, John continued sleeping. And when he was awakened, we declared to him what we had seen. And he sat up on the bed and looked at them and said, Since ye have well behaved yourselves in hearkening to my rebuke, come unto your place. And when he had said this and risen from the bed, the bugs running from the door hasted to the bed and climbed up the legs thereof and disappeared into the joints. So the miracle is that he drove. He asked the bed bugs to leave the bed so he could sleep in peace, and yes. they did. And as and as yep. repayment, God gave them traumatic extravagation. <laughs> yeah, that's a karmic circle. Amen. It's such a weird feeling to know you're alive. It's such an awful feeling. You're dying inside, and when you wake up, startled to say, "I hope I don't go crazy today." It's such a bad feeling, an ominous feeling, a feeling you know that we'll be back when the week is new. And we'll have more gross facts for you. And you'll have things you want to hear about. We will too. Caustic Soda was recorded by Mike Leeson while struggling in a crocodile death roll. To comment on episodes, make donations, and for links, images, videos, and show notes, visit causticsodapodcast.com. Rate and review us on iTunes, visit us on Facebook, tweet us on Twitter, at Caustic Podcast. Email us at info at causticsodapodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I have used my face for everything. I've used my face to stop balls. I've used oh, my face <laughs> in, a- in uh, apple uh, dunking competitions. Yeah, I've used my face for pie eating competitions. <laughs> I've used more. my face for you know sporting events. Tell I've me used more my about face the ball stopping. You know, tell ba- me more, and especially <laughs> the way that it was separate from sporting events: uh, basketballs, volleyballs, <laughs> oh, baseballs. Football everyone knows that bowling's not a sport. I thought, I thought that when he mentioned sporting events, that it was separate from the ball stopping. Uh-huh. He meant something completely different. Not that there's anything water wrong sports. With that. I've used my face in water sports in some way, shape, or form or another. <laughs> Golden showers. I don't know what you're talking about. Also, many things involving swimming pools.